Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. My name is Steve Cashel, joined by my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians for the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our producer is Shane Reardon. Coordinating producer is Tracy Toro. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. As we say hello to Dr. Brian Cole, Dr. Cole, still a crazy world there. With COVID-19, I want to ask you first how your world has changed, both personally and professionally, since uh, last week's show. Good morning, Steve. And, um, you know, the first thing is uh, you're healthy and your family's good. Yes. And that's important because uh, really that's the crux of it. And I can say the same. We're all healthy and uh, uh, feeling well and still uh, maximizing every effort that it, as it relates to uh, social distancing. So yes, you know, my world, like all of our worlds has uh, changed dramatically. I'm pretty much uh, 14 to 18 hours a day. Uh, I have a desk job now, basically, uh, helping to manage our uh, Midwest Orthopedics, uh, 523 employees, uh, 50 uh, physicians, and another 50 advanced care providers. And our group has been around for more than 30 years. And with the inability uh, to perform elective surgery, at this time, uh, life is very, very different. In addition, the inability to do elective face-to-face -face visits with patients, life is very different. Uh, also, no basketball, no baseball, uh, managing uh, complex decision-making for both uh, the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox has added a new layer. And then finally, uh, I would tell you that, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, academic responsibilities that I have for societies and so forth that we run these educational meetings and travel I probably had six to eight trips that were on the books for education uh, considerations that are obviously all gone, which, you know, that's a double-edged sword. I'd say the greatest thing has been um, the fact that uh, I'm home with the family, uh, three meals a day with my kids who are college age, so I never thought that would happen again, uh, playing Scrabble on a nightly basis with, with the kids. And uh, yesterday, uh, my kid surprised me uh, with a dog. <laughs> so I'm not sure where that's going to go. Wow. Uh, but, I'll, you know, yeah. So at any rate, um, you know, I think the important thing is that we stay healthy. We continue to abide by the social distancing uh, uh, mandate uh, because we all have a personal responsibility to make this uh, get better as soon as possible. And I'll finally close with the hospital system, which is at this point... Uh, uh, seeing an, uh, an overwhelming uh, number of patients uh, that are COVID positive and often very, very sick. Uh, but uh, I will tell you that Rush is absolutely uh, the world's greatest place. If you've, God forbid, have to get sick, uh, they are just managing it uh, at the finest academic level. And uh, they're saving lives on a daily basis. And I can tell you that I've never had more pride uh, to be affiliated with an institution like Rush. Uh, and, I, and that's in the context of all the other universities that I know and my friends in different places. Okay, let's move on. And Dr. Cole, want to bring on our first guest here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, Dr. Nick Verma. Dr. Verma is the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox and a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And my first question for Dr. Verma, thanks so much for joining us. We know it's a crazy time here with the COVID-19, but specifically, Dr. Verma, uh, you being the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox, 
tell us about the plans for the White Sox players right now during this time. Uh, no one knows for sure when we're going to start the season or start spring training, if that's going to happen. So we'll stay away from that for now. But what about what these players are doing these days as they anticipate hopefully playing again this year? Steve and Brian, thanks for having me on in this uh, difficult time. You know, it's really been an evolution for us, similar to what I think the rest of society is going through. Uh, when it first started, we went to uh, shutting down minor league, keeping some major league activities ongoing, keeping some workouts ongoing. And then as it became clear what the uh, significance of the crisis was evolving to, essentially camp was shut down fully. Uh, at this point, we have a kind of a skeleton crew that's left in Arizona just to take care of the health and well-being of any of the players that are still there. Players had the option to stay in place or return to their homes. Uh, there are some provisions for individual workouts being allowed. We're, of course, keep, keeping all precautions, uh, such as making sure there's not more than one player in a designated area of the facility of a time. If a player needs medical treatment, they're working only with one individual, so they're not being exposed to multiple individuals over time, and there's no group or organized workouts. Um, what we've done, of course, is to try to organize specific schedules and structures for each of the players paying particular attention to the pitchers just to try to keep them on some sense of normalcy in terms of, you know, many of them are doing this at a park near their house or their backyards or those who have access to the facility can go there. But trying to keep them on some regimen so that if we get to a point where it's safe to ramp things back up, we can expedite that uh, safely and uh, judiciously. How are you evaluating and treating players who have had or are coming off injury or recent treatments, what access to care do they have? Because I know we've had that same challenge on the NBA side. Yeah, it is challenging, Brian, as you know, and, and we've been using a couple of different modalities. Number one, uh, part of the challenge is pace, uh, players are all over the country uh, and different parts of the country are experiencing this crisis at different levels at any given time. Uh, we've been using certainly telehealth-type platforms to try to communicate with uh, players. Uh, there's uh, constant communication between myself and our uh, athletic trainers who are in constant communication with players, direct televisits between me and players when necessary. And then we're basically triaging the way the rest of the world is in terms of if somebody needs an MRI scan, is it an urgent issue that we, that we need to get done immediately at a place local to them? Is it something that we can wait two weeks to uh, allow some of the major portions of the crisis to pass, maybe allow some travel to start opening up? Uh, so we're really making decisions the way we're making decisions on our routine patient care issues based on where they're located and the severity of their injury and the severity of the crisis in their local area. Again, we're visiting with Dr. Nick Verma, head team physician for the Chicago White Sox, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. I'm Steve Cash, along with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. And to both our doctors, Dr. Cole, Dr. Verma, I think one good thing, uh, if anything, about this COVID-19, fewer overuse injuries to young athletes, especially those who are in just one sport. Uh, Dr. Cole, Dr. Verma, we talk quite often uh, with you about um, overuse injuries, and that's why I know we see uh, Tommy John surgeries at such young ages, which is so unfortunate. But uh, Dr. Nick, uh, if you can, uh, take us uh, on that path of uh, how the kids stay in shape, but um, certainly a good thing getting some rest, I guess, correct? Yeah, no question. If there is a silver lining in regards to that type of a, a problem, that may be it. I've had conversations with some of the guys that uh, we've taken care of over the past six months, and I'm not talking about uh, professional players, but even high school players, et cetera. 
And uh, the nice thing for them is many of them were on a tight timeline to try to return to sport. And now they've kind of got that uh, margin of error to make sure that they're getting themselves completely healthy before getting back. And so we're, we're changing the way we make decisions. You know, for example, if, uh, if a player is, is presenting with a partial Tommy John injury and you're trying to decide between surgery or conservative care, and we're looking at timelines in terms of this season and potentially next season or when they may be applying for college or scholarships, those decisions are all being affected by the crisis because we, we probably have four to six weeks to see how they do with no throwing, no baseball activities, and no ability to perform a surgery. Um, and so that's clearly affecting our treatment decisions. Would you agree, Brian? I would. I wanted to ask you uh, a related question to that. Um, and I know you and I have both been on various uh, forms of media discussing this same issue. In Illinois, we're dealing with this concept of um, defining things that are emergent, maybe urgent, and then elective. And pretty much across the country, there's a general consensus that we're trying to reduce um, the, or I would say respect the social distancing concept and eliminate unnecessary or unessential aspects of anything in our lives, including things that relate to medical care. And to that end, there has been a tremendous amount in the media. It's very polarizing because things that we discuss as emergent are also evolving into those that are maybe more time sensitive. And we're also, in our positions, uh, very uh, sensitized to privilege that some populations may have in terms of access, which is also a, a social challenge. And I'm just curious uh, where you sit uh, on this currently. And again, this is uh, the first week of April. We're talking about next week, we could have a very different answer as we keep saying this is very dynamic and fluid. But where are you when asked about this Tommy John problem in individuals who need to get fixed to get back are in a time-sensitive uh, situation where they have time on the front end to maybe even come back to salvage part of the season based upon season delays. What's your current position on that if you were placed in the same situation right now, knowing that there is a variety of opinions and there's probably not one single correct answer for this issue of should we or should we not operate on a situation that could wait, isn't an issue of life and death, and may not change an outcome of that particular individual, but has significant societal issues that we're all dealing with? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Brian. And obviously, it's come up in Major League Baseball with a couple uh, high-profile athletes having had surgery recently for elbow reconstruction. I think part of the, the, the missing uh, equation is really defining what is elective surgery. And as you know, we've gone through a, um, a gradation of, of decisions on what constitutes elective surgery in Illinois, and the fact of the matter is, what, what constitutes elective surgery in New York right now is much different than what may constitute elective surgery in Springfield, just based on the resource burden, the hospital burden, um, and, and uh, the, the, the degree of disease that really mandates a very strict uh, social distancing protocol. So, you know, I, I, when I think about it, I think about it as what's going to change the outcome for the patient. Uh, how does it affect the patient? And one of those considerations is clearly financial. So let's take it away from professional sports and say, what if we had an electrician who lives paycheck to paycheck and they fall and tear their rotator cuff and they can't get back to work until that rotator cuff is fixed and healed and their function is recovered? So 
So do we really ask that patient to wait three or four months to get their surgery, knowing the economic burden that it's going to put on them and their family and society as a whole? I think that answer may be different, as I said, in New York right now, where where that patient would wait, as would a patient that has a a tumor, a breast cancer or a colon cancer. But I think if you go to an area like um, uh, Springfield, for example, where the burden of disease is less, I think we do have to think individually about those cases and make decisions based on our local environment that would say, yes, it is probably reasonable to take that patient to surgery as long as we're not exposing them to undue risk, our staff to undue risk, or compromising the burden of our healthcare system. Yeah, I think, Nick, you did a great job with that answer because you addressed all the issues. And I think the take home is it may not be right for one place, but it may be acceptable in another place. And um, it's extraordinarily complicated given all the forces and uh, individuals vested in these in these uh, specific athletes. Yeah, I think we just have to understand the principles, Brian, which you outlined, which are protecting staff and patients, protecting hospital resources, uh, and freeing up um, and, and decreasing deserve, disease burden within the community. And I think as long as we can make those decisions as individuals based on what's happening in our local environment, uh, that's really the process that we need to take in deciding how to treat patients uh, to the best of our ability. Again, you're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole and our guest, Dr. Nick Verma head team physician for the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And I want to ask both Dr. Verma and Dr. Cole, uh, you kind of touched on this in your last answers, but how has the everyday practice for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and what you gentlemen do every day changed now that physicians have transitioned to telemedicine? Dr. Verma? Well, you know, the problem with for us, um, Steve, is that much of what we do does require some hands-on approach. Uh, you know, for example, uh, if you're going to examine a patient who has a ligament injury suspected in their elbow, it's hard for me to just listen to their complaints and come to a conclusion about what their diagnosis may be. The, the exam is still a major part of that. And the second area where we struggle a little bit with telemedicine is the ability to obtain imaging studies. Obviously, you know, you've been through it with your shoulder. Um, others have been through it with other joints. The imaging studies are a big way that we help to uh, confirm our diagnoses as well as give the patient some information about prognosis and potential treatment options. So we're doing the best we can on telemedicine. We continue to, to run urgent care clinics with the goal of offloading the hospital from musculoskeletal complaints. So somebody who sprains their ankle doesn't need to go to the ER. They can come directly to us for the appropriate uh, treatment management processes. Um, but I think in our new patient evaluations, we are a little bit hamstrung in our ability to provide the level of care that we're used to. Steve, I think one of the silver linings with what's happening is that our healthcare delivery model will probably change, hopefully for the better, when this gets back more to normal. Uh, the concept of telemedicine has been a real advance. Mostly patients crave information and reassurance. And Quite frankly, the first two years of medical school set the stage for all of us to actually be doctors. And looking at the demographic of the patient, taking a proper history, can deliver sometimes 90% of what we need to understand the nature of that patient's problem. And as experts in musculoskeletal disease and orthopedic issues, we have to have a really good understanding of what the natural history of a problem is and know which things can actually be safely neglected. And patients are often good with that. They just need to know which things need treatment now that would otherwise be made worse. 
and which things actually need no treatment whatsoever and the patient just needs some reassurance. And that's a lot of what we do in the office and those are things that are very good to manage by telemedicine. And we still today at Midwest Orthopedics have the ability to screen people properly and then if imaging, for example, like an x-ray or an MRI is required, we can get that because it's deemed important for the timing of their care. And in the rare event, at least today, where surgery is required to rectify the problem, and mostly that's rare, it can still be done, but it has to be a, a time-sensitive issue and not something that's done truly in elective fashion. We are very hopeful that after May, when we get to the other side of this so-called curve, and we're comfortable that resources are not uh, 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 the need for resources are not being unmet, that we can start to resume more normal care for our patients. And mind you, that's going to happen a lot sooner than seeing a baseball game with, a, with thousands of fans or a basketball game with thousands of fans. In fact, it's going to happen a lot sooner before you'll ever see a sporting event uh, with athletes without fans at all, quite frankly. And our final question for Dr. Nick Verma, you just heard from Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Verma, we thank you for joining us. Uh, how are post-surgical patients managing their recovery, particularly uh, PT, physical therapy? Yeah, so I, I think this is another uh, answer that's very related to the way that Brian just discussed it. You know, we're learning new ways to do things that uh, we haven't had to do in the past. And so, um, you know, post-surgical visits, we're using different types of closure devices in those uh, acute cases that maybe would allow a patient to take off his dressing at home, just like his or her dressing at home, just like a Band-Aid. In some cases, we send them out with a, with a suture removal kit and just very briefly tell them how to do it. For those patients that have larger wounds or more complicated, we'll do a single visit for the post-op time frame just to check on them, make sure everything looks like it's safe and progressing normally. And then much of our physical therapy is going to home-based instructional programs supplemented by uh, either limited in-person visits or uh, e-visits with our therapists. Now, we're, we're, of course, modifying all our protocols to make sure that we're limiting the amount of people in waiting rooms. For example, patients may wait in their car and then get called in for their appointment. We're spacing out appointments, making sure that there's enough distancing within the facility so that patients are separated. We save time for cleaning in between patients. But it is true that these patients still need to have uh, appropriate care because, for example, an ACL uh, if they turn up in six weeks and have not had rehab and they've got a stiff knee, now they're potentially looking at a second surgery. So we're being very mindful about how can we uh, do as much as possible with as little resource utilization in person as possible, but still making sure we take appropriate care of patients. Well, Dr. Nick Verma, we thank you for joining us. You'd, uh success with the Chicago White Sox and Major League Baseball as we hopefully will uh, get the season started uh, sometime here in 2020, but uh, continued success with what you do and managing your patients. But thanks so much, uh, Dr. Nick Vern, for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks, guys. Be safe. We're going to take a break here on Sports Medicine Weekly. When we come back, Dr. Cole and I will do our staple of the show, our Ask the Doctor segment. We'll tell you how you can get involved. And also, we've got some great questions this week for Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly. You're listening to our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score. <laughs> 